Welcome to Not Enough Champagne, a podcast whose 2019 quiz was so edgy that if we made it now, it would be illegal. That listener, of course, is because due to a strange twist of fate governing the bylaws of civil defence, although, of course, we are still in the same nuclear bunker, technically, we're not part of the same household and therefore we're unable to socialise in person. Therefore, with the 2020 quiz over Zoom, we have a man who's grateful he's not having to spend Christmas with me making fish puns. It's my partner in propaganda, Steve Haynes. Hey, Corey. Also joining us... Just because she pays my wages doesn't mean I won't ask her hard questions. It's Bridget Jones. You watch those hard questions, Corey. Now known as LJD PhD and still bitter at the Ian Murray pub quiz, it's Luke John Davis. They were pear drops. End of story. And since he's returned to the cabinet, he's inspired citywide protests. We've seen Labour's worst defeat since 1935 and we've seen a global pandemic. We're not saying he's cursed, but we are saying he's Councillor John Cotton. It's been a great year back in the job. Thank you for joining us, listener, for the Not Enough Champagne 2020 quiz. If you thought that intro was bad, wait until you hear our predictions. Team uh, of ready quiz answers. John and LJ, who I believe are defending their title. We are team You Are On Mute, phrase of 2020. We start, obviously, with the predictions round. So first question of that predictions round was, will there be a general election in 2020? And you all got that right. We all got a point for saying there wouldn't be an election. Will Boris Johnson be Prime Minister at the end of 2020? Yes. So we all get a point. It's going well. What will the polls look like? This is where we start seeing a bit of divergence. I haven't given a point, I'm afraid, to Bridget, who said broadly similar to now, because we were recording the weekend after the general election defeat. I've given half a point to Steve and to John. Steve said the Tories would be five to six points ahead, which they are in some polls. John, the optimist, said there'd be a small Labour lead. And again, Labour are leading in some polls, but not all of them. So I've given half a point. LJ I've given a point to because he said they'd be within three percentage points of each other. Who will be the next deputy leader of the Labour Party? No one got this right. We had Bridget and John both went for Jess Phillips. Uh, Steve went for Lisa Nandy and LJ went for David Lammy. But one of us predicted Keir Starmer would be the next leader of the Labour Party. So Bridget gets a point. Who would be the Democratic nominee for president? Everyone said Joe Biden, apart from Bridget, I'm afraid. Who wins the presidential election? John and Steve and Bridget also the Republicans would win because I think we're probably in a kind of post-general election wave of depression. LJ said if Biden is the Democratic nominee, then the Democrats would win. And if Warren was the nominee, the Republicans would win. Now, we haven't had Nate Silver forecast what would have happened if Warren was the nominee, but I have given you a point for that, LJ. Does that mean um, I've won two points on the prediction so far? It does. Excellent. Um, Don't throw it away through bad behaviour. I haven't said that word once yet. That's true. I, I should point out, obviously, that mentions of Phil Willis will count as trolling, which now means I'm on minus one point. And what will the state of Brexit negotiations be in 2020? LJ uh, threw away his soothsayingness by saying the withdrawal agreement would come to would come through and then there'd be a Norway plus style Brexit. 
I really think I should take away 100 points for that. For being too then optimistic. Steve, yeah. Steve also thought that Boris Johnson would pivot for a Norway-style deal, which in many ways actually overestimates, I think, Boris Johnson's political opportunism. John said the bloody mess. I think that's fair to say, point for that. <laughs> yeah, that's a point. Um, yep. And Bridget said not over, which not only wins a point this year, but wins a point for every year for the next 15 years. Finally, who will the next Lib Dem leader be? Here is where you both split the ticket. Bridget and John both said Ed Davey and get a point for that. Steve and LJ said Leila Moran. Ed Davey's the- so unmemorable. I didn't even remember predicting Ed Davey would become leader. If I remember rightly, John, when that question was asked, you and me went, well, it's going to be one of these two. So one of us will say one and the other can say the other and then we'll definitely get a point. Which is how he was elected. <laughs> I'd forgotten Ed Davey was currently the leader. We've got all three major parties now are led by London MPs. Two are led by Knights of the Realm and the third is led by the descendant of George IV. No issue with gentrification in British politics whatsoever. Actually, I think the person who topped the prediction round is John with five and a half points. Ooh. Well done, John. Pretty well done. I'm, I'm, I'm off to write an almanac. LJ5. Bridget four and a half and Steve three and a half. So what's what's the current team scores, Corey? The current steam the steam cores, oh dear. <laughs> not going well, is it? Um hang on, quick slip. So, alcohol, yeah. the solution more, to this problem. I was gonna say more wine will definitely make you more loquacious. It will, but it won't help me pronounce that word, so I'm not gonna try. Team scores at the end of the predictions round then are team you're on mute, ten and a half, and oven ready quiz answers are on eight. Stop the count. Stop the count. We won this quiz by a lot. <laughs> I'd like to take a moment to, to like, acknowledge the fact that that is probably my highest ever predictions round score. And for me, a personal best. Something good happened in 2019. I'm just going to have to take a moment to explain for John and LJ that I, I do my John King voice. At the start of the quiz, you were ahead, but then the answers came <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the uh, the suburban counties in uh, in Fulton, Georgia, came in and uh, re- re- meant that the uh, <laughs> the bad guys lost. Are we the bad guys? <laughs> if you have to ask, then <laughs> I'm heading to our nearest garden centre to organise a press conference. <laughs> what, Guys, we saw elephants on our caps. Elephants. <laughs> <laughs> so, 2021 predictions first. Uh, there are two runoffs in Georgia. What's going to happen there in January, Steve? We will end up with what in many ways I feel will be the most depressing outcome. Warnock will win for the Democrats and Purdue will win for the Republicans. I actually agree with Steve. Uh, I think Warnock will take it, but Purdue, um, he will take the other one. I think if you ask political scientists or political commentators in the States, 80% of them would say, the Republicans will win both. I'm going to have faith in Stacey Abrams. I'm going to have faith in the machine she's built. Two Democratic wins on a knife edge. We apologise, listeners, for the optimism in this part of the podcast. Yeah, I, I can help you with that. I, I'm too traumatised still to believe anything other than worst-case scenario. So Republican wins all round. So while we ride that heady tide of optimism... Uh, there is, in May, finally, a West Midlands mayoral election. I'm not going to ask you who's going to win, but what I do want to know is, what's the margin of victory going to be? Is, is this a number of votes or is this percentage? Number of votes. Oh, Gordon Bennett. It's going to be quite close. I'm going to say two and a half thousand. Two and a half thousand? 
God, when I'm thinking, when I'm at the count and on my fourth bottle of wine, having a nervous breakdown, I'm going to remember that prediction and curse you. Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to go for about 10,000. Seven and a half thousand. For reference, Chair, what was it last time? I think it was about three and a half, four thousand. I'm going to go for 11,000. We also have elections in Scotland. Will the SNP have their wish in calling for an independence referendum? John, what do you think the state of play will be in Scotland? They will obviously be pressing very hard for it, but I can't see Johnson's government uh, conceding it. I agree, but they will hold it anyway. Catalan solution. I also agree with Bridge, but I'm going to go a bit further. I think the SNP will arrange what will call for one. Westminster and Johnson's government will refuse to give one. They'll arrange one anyway. Um, because it's not legitimate and democratic, the unionist parties will all boycott it. Therefore, only the nationalists will vote and the SNP will use that as some form of ridiculous claim that they've actually won, thus sending everything into a a massive farce. Oh, lovely. So on top of a no-deal Brexit and a pandemic, Steve's going to throw in the constitutional crisis into the mix in 2021. Yep. Uh, I agree with John. I think they'll call for it and then Johnson's government will deny it. Uh, what happens after that, I don't know. I think it's going to depend on whether Nicola Sturgeon sees more votes for the SNP coming out of holding a referendum illegally or whether they see more of uh, pointing at Westminster and going, they won't let us do it and doing it that way. What will the state of Brexit negotiations look like this time next year? Oh, we're still going to be arguing over fish quotas. Like specifically <laughs> fish quotas. That, that is my prediction. And I believe that will be the case from now until the end of time. I'm not going to make a fish pun. I'm going to be stronger than that. I'm going to use last year's answer again. It'll still be a bloody mess. I think they'll still be arguing for the halibut. Do you get a bonus point for a fish pun in 20? No. We'll have to see what mood we're in. You should stop being a complete pollock. It's the wrong place for that. <laughs> Good cod um, almighty. Uh, Bridget, please save us from ourselves. I think the new Prime Minister will be trying to negotiate a new deal. Ooh, spoiler alert. And um, Bridget, can I get you to lead off on this one? What will the polls look like this time next year? Broadly the same. Labour lead. I still think within three percentage points of each other. Tied, roughly. Um, LJ, will Boris Johnson be Prime Minister at the end of 2021? Yes, I think he'll be Prime Minister 2021. I think they'll leave it until two years, 18 months before the election 2024, before they knife him. I think he'll still be PM. Sadly, yes. He'll still be here. God help us all. No, it will turn out he had long COVID all along. And also um, the fallout from COVID and Brexit will mean he will have been forced out. And that's why I thought the polls would be broadly the same, because the new Tory leader would be riding their poll bounce. John, will there be a general election in 2021? No. No. Please, God, no. Uh, I would like to add to the chorus of please, God, no. Final one. John, do you think life will return to relative normality in the UK in 2021. What's relative normality and when, when did this happen? As a, as a yardstick, we could say, do you think we'll be able to record a quiz in person this time next year or will it be over Zoom? I think we may well have re- returned to, to some form of normality over next year. Although I do think that the, the pattern of how we work will have changed forever for some people. So I think for, for many people, the, the fallout from this in terms of what it's going to do to the economy and jobs means that uh, normal is not going to look the same for them either and that's going to have real consequences for for our society that was a well-argued and serious answer it's got no place in this quiz <laughs> um, have another drink hang on <laughs> uh i think the vaccine program will continue to roll out and will be completed sometime in the late summer 
around August, September. Like John said, the economic fallout will not be resolved at all. Hospitality will not recover rapidly. Neither will a lot of other businesses. Uh, the impact of Brexit will still be being felt as well. So I think there's going to be a massive economic downturn. So it depends on what you define normal as. But if, then again, if we define normal as what's been happening since 2016, God help us all. COVID restrictions will be largely out the window, uh, partly because the vaccine will have been rolled out partly because nobody will give a damn anymore, but the economic shock of Brexit and COVID uh, will be reverberating throughout. And it will take a very long time to recover. Does that answer your question? I have a horrible feeling it does, yeah. Sorry. So it's not your fault. I think it's Michael Gove's, but we'll worry about that when we write the history books. Steve? Yeah, I, I think in terms of COVID restrictions, we'll be back to being able to meet up in each other's houses, go go to the pub with each other, go for curries, all of that sort of stuff. That will be mid to late summer, more widely. I agree with everybody else that the the long-term implications of everything that's, happen- that, that's happened in regards to the pandemic, as well as what's likely to happen in terms of the Brexit deal, whether it be a, a, a limited trade deal or, or no deal, are going to be reverberating for quite some time. And there's no real way to know what what the overall impacts of that are going to be so okay both answering the question boldly and then denying we can even answer the question there's a good range of predictions there to get the whole point i think yep team you're on mute given that you won the predictions round do you want to t- answer the first question or do you want team oven ready quiz answers to take the first question we'll take the first one so first round is world news before lockdown so this is world events that happened in the three months before COVID hit and we had a lockdown here. Also known as ancient history. Yeah, the first one's actually about the Emperor Nero. So <laughs> on January the 3rd, an Iranian general in the Islamic Revolutionary Guard was assassinated by a US drone. What was his name? Oh. oh. He killed in an airport and they hit him in the airport. Yeah. Soleimani. Qasim Soleimani, something like that. Was indeed. Well done. Wow. Remember that week in January we thought we were going to have World War Three? Yeah, Australia was on fire and World War Three was happening, about to start and then COVID took over. It's been a great year. Oven ready quiz answers. Also in January, one of the greatest basketball players ever was killed in a helicopter crash. What was his name? Oh, that was that was Kobe, wasn't it? Kobe Bryant? Yeah, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it was indeed Kobe Bryant. You're on mute. Um, Turkey lifted its ban on which website in January 2020? Was it Twitter? No idea. I think Twitter. It's not Twitter. I can offer it. It's either going to be Facebook or Pornhub. It's not. It's not Twitter or Facebook or Pornhub. It's, it's Wikipedia. Um, really? So, so Turkey had Wikipedia blocked. I think because there were articles on there that said it was a, a state sponsor of terror, and so it got blocked in um, I think about 2012, and then it was lifted this year. Other ready Brexit deal. Astronomers reported evidence that which planet is currently volcanically active. Mars has volcanoes. I thought it was further afield than that. Saturn and Jupiter don't have volcanoes. Is it Venus? Maybe. Mercury is made of rock. I mean, Earth is probably a solid answer. (laughs) I think we already knew that, though. (laughs) Technically the truth. I mean, it would get us a point. No, it wouldn't. Mercury or Venus, which one do you want to go for? I feel like Mars, it's the sort of thing we'd have already found. Yeah, but Mars has a really interesting crust, so half of it is like completely smooth because it had a really catastrophic event that like made it completely like reset itself. Uh, and then Olympus Mons, which is the highest mountain in the um, 
solar system is actually a volcano. So Mars has some quite interesting geology going on. Do you want to go with Mars then? And we've had probes up there recently. Let's go Mars. I think Mars. Now you're going to tell me it's not. I am going to tell you it's not. Sorry. It's just a shame. All that lovely knowledge for no points. I'm sorry. I think it's Venus. I think the, the moons of Jupiter are actually in some of the most volcanic places, particularly, I think, Io. But I think it was Venus that was announced in January 2020 to be volcanically active. It was Venus. I, I'm amazed at the amount of planetary knowledge you have. The only thing I know about Io is where Rimmer in Red Dwarf is supposed to have been born. I mean, I literally have an astronaut tattooed on my arm. <laughs> I don't think John Speller counts as much on his moon <laughs> Snoopy, it's Snoopy. That's not Snoopy. Oh, yes, sorry, yes, of course. Snoopy famously the first dog on the moon. I thought it was Laika. <laughs> Laika was the first dog in space. Snoopy was the name of the lunar module in the trial run for the moon landing, and it's still orbiting the sun. Um, suits me right for being a smart ass, doesn't it? <laughs> so, team, you're on mute. NASA officially named a Mars 2020 rover after a student naming contest this year. Did they name it Perseverance Rover, Determination Rover, or Endurance Rover? Not Rover McRover face then. Afraid not. They're a better class of students nowadays. They're all more academic than we were. Is, is that our question? Yeah, that's your question. Oh, sorry. I thought it was theirs. It's Perseverance. No. Oh, it's Perseverance Rover. It is Perseverance Rover. In March, paleontologists reported the discovery of Asteroreus Maastrichtensis, which was found in rocks dating 66 million years ago. It's the world's oldest known what? It's paleontologists, so the obvious thing would say dinosaur. <laughs> it's going to be something more specific than that. It's going to be like oldest fossilised bird or something. Uh, it'll be something specific. Birds evolved from dinosaurs. What's it? As Asteroreus what? Maastrichtensis. I mean, I completed all of... Yeah, I completed all of Latin Duolingo in lockdown, and it, it's not helping one bit. It's Maastricht, as in Maastricht Treaty, but Eurosceptic is not one of the answers. Like if you're dealing with old things, then sharks are almost always a good bet because they're... Old. Because they are old as a species. The only other thing that might be from that kind of period would be like gators or crocodiles. So I'd say shark. Sharks and crocodiles are basically dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to shark. Shark. Not shark, I'm afraid. I can't offer it. So osteo is Latin for bone, and I think osteoris is light bone, and I think that means that it's the oldest fossilised bird. It is bird. the oldest fossilised bird. Because birds have hollow bones. Go for the etymology, people. I don't know Latin. Duolingo <laughs> I mean, I... taught me how, it taught me the words for cookies, New York, and California. It did not teach me the word for hollow bone. Well, I'm I mean, sorry, I... a new story in 2020 about the world's oldest fossilized cookie. We'll have to find that. <laughs> I, I mean, I literally spent yesterday talking about osteo, osteopaths and stuff like that. So that's part of the reason why that was in my head. I feel really sorry for you, Stephen Bridget, because you said bird and I must talk yourself out of the right answer. I think yeah, we've done that, that twice now. Fault. On both occasions. Sorry, Steve. You should probably just ignore me. <laughs> In February, the first non-English language film won Best Picture at the Oscars. What's it called? It was the Korean one, wasn't it? Bridget's waving her arm in a very triumphalist fashion, so I feel like she knows the answer and I don't want to get passed over. So I'm just going to keep talking because I don't know the answer. I haven't got a clue. I can't remember the before times, clearly. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get it. So just pass it over and let Bridget have her moment. I happened to watch this film on Saturday night and 
it is one of the best films I've seen in years. It's Parasite. It's fantastic, isn't it? And it is the correct answer. It's such a good film. I feel is like it... just saying I did also know that. <laughs> is it, a, is it the, the one I'm thinking of, the Korean family that has like the... It's amazing. Watch Parasite. So another film one. This film was re-released in China in 4K. So which film then surpassed the billion dollar mark in takings during 2020? Ooh, this is in total. But the reason it reached a billion dollars this year is because it was re-released in China. Because it was re-released in 4K. And not banned in China. I'm, I'm wondering if it's just going to be something really obvious, like Avengers Infinity War. Avatar is inexplicably one of the biggest grossing films of all time. Avatar's not actually a bad shout because they are actually doing a load of sequels to it, so they might have just gone for a done a 4K remaster. It's old enough that it wouldn't necessarily have been shot in 4K to begin with. Yeah, actually, I, I think Avatar might not be a bad shout. I've got no other better ideas other than just like name a random Avengers movie and, and hope it hasn't been banned in China. So, shall we say Avatar? We could say Avatar. Yeah, av- av- Avatar. I can offer it. I think it was the first Harry Potter film. Philosopher's Stone? Philosopher's Stone, yeah. Yeah, Sorcerer's Stone, because it's American. It is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Really? Yeah. That's not even one of the top highest grossing films in general, though, isn't it? That's but odd. not until it got released in China. Wow. It was a quid on pay-per-view there, and they all watched it. <laughs> <laughs> you get any film marketing executives on, that's how it's done. <laughs> a qualified in math score. i've only taught maths i've no idea how it works council budgets don't set themselves team you're on mute which major global news organization became the first to no longer accept adverts from oil and gas companies this year it's going to be someone like the guardian as i thought it's good a shout as any isn't it let's let's go with guardian yep is the guardian media group i can give you a point for that final question of this section what do Alan Johnson, Teddy Sheringham, Denise McAlton, Drew Carey, Sarah Palin and Dion Warwick all have in common. Were they all masked singers? They were all masked singers, <laughs> yes. That show is incredible. It is one of the most bonkers things I have ever seen. At the end of the year, so people compete in a singing contest wearing these ludicrous masks. They're not just like a mask, it like takes over their whole head. And they compete in this contest. And at the end, there's like a, a runoff and they get voted off and they reveal who they were. The first person to go off in the British version was Alan Johnson, saying, walk like an Egyptian. Whilst dressed weird. up as a pharaoh, as like a Anubis god. I mean, why? Because it did really well in the US. But why? And I think before that, it came from Japan or Korea. Okay, that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> That explains a lot. Okay. I mean, if you're going to start with Korean culture, I'd recommend Parasite first, but then you can then then do the Masked Singer. It's still worth a watch. So that's the end of World News Before Lockdown. At the end of that round, you're on mute have extended their lead in the bouts that are coming so far. They're on 16 and a half points. Oven ready quiz answers on 11, but we are still waiting for those Southern counties to come in. Um, You're going to have to communicate with yourselves in the chat, I think. The question is, 28 candidates filed paperwork with the FEC to become a candidate to become a 2020 Democratic nominee for president. How many can you name? I'm going to give you five minutes. I'm going to go for a glass of wine. You get a point for every nominee that your opponent doesn't get. God, this is 
unreasonably actually hard. <laughs> I can't remember any of them. While you're deciding, why don't you have a go at home, listener? I wonder how many Patrick would get. And hello, Patrick. Happy Christmas. Thinking of one that I really wanted to have run and who didn't. <laughs> I can't believe there are 28 ones that registered. The daft thing is, so there's they're the 28 that actually registered paperwork. On the Wikipedia page, there's a whole gang of like other people who apparently were rumoured to be considered, but didn't actually put paperwork in. Okay, so you've had, our, you've had your five minutes. Team, you're on mute. How many names do you have? 18, I think. What? 18. Possibly 17, depending on if I've said one twice that I haven't spotted. You've Googled um, this. No, I just listened to 538 a lot. And a lot of them are like the list of moderates that 538 thought might stand to beat Sanders. And I don't know if they actually filed paperwork or not. I just figured I'd put the names down and see what happened. Okay. Right, we got nine. <laughs> Steve, do you want to go through your nine? Yeah. So we got Biden or Kamala Harris, uh, yeah. Pete Buttigieg. I think that's yeah. how you pronounce it. Amy Klobuchar. Bernie Sanders, Liz- Elizabeth Warren, Andrew Yang, Mike Bloomberg, Kirsten or Kristen, I can't remember which way it is, Gillibrand. You get a point because I cannot see Pete Buttigieg on oh, the list. No. On- That's what I've done. I've written Hickenlooper twice and not Buttigieg. Hickenlooper, that was the one I was <laughs> thinking of. I okay. think that's my um, mistake. But you I'm trying... had one job, LJ. I know. One I'm trying job. to go up and down and copy paste, and um, that's the one. Um, that's the one. Oh, that was the first one both of us said as well. So, I've read the answers. Get a point for Pete. You're on mute. What names do you have? Right, John Hickenlooper, Tulsi Gabbard, Amy Klobuchar, Tom Steyer, Deval Patrick. Now, let me just check my list. I can't see Patrick on here, so I'm not going to give you a point. But if I say his name at the end, beat me up. No. Cory Booker, John Delaney. Yeah, so he's an uh, ex-representative from Maryland. Julian Castro. Former HUD secretary. Yep, you get a point. Yep. Uh, Steve Bullock, Montana yep. senator. Beto. Beto O'Rourke. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Bill de Blasio, the yep. former New York. Kirsten Gillibrand, which I think they already had. And then yep. the last one was John Hickenlooper, which we've already gone through. Bill de Blasio yep. is why I had Rudy Giuliani nagging at my memory, because I was like, there's a I New York... That- Guy, but obviously I knew there were two New Yorks because Gillibrand's New York, and I knew there was another one. I just, I, I just couldn't get Cuomo out of my head, and I knew Cuomo was wrong. So I'm afraid that's yeah, that is nine points for your on mute. I'm just going to make your lives a misery by talking about the candidates that both of you missed. So you'll mention Biden and Bernie Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, Deval Patrick is on here. Sorry, hey! you didn't get point. we don't so need Deval to pa- go to the Supreme Court now. Then <laughs> <laughs> Deval Patrick, former governor of Massachusetts, but of yeah. course, listen, you knew that already, didn't you? You've also got Michael Bennett, a senator from Colorado. Me neither. None of you got Marianne Williamson. Vaguely um, recognise the name. I, the, most of the other big ones, I think, you've mentioned. Um, you've got Joe Sestak, who was a former vice admiral and representative in Pennsylvania. Wayne Messam is a mayor in Florida in Miramir. Tim Ryan, Ohio representative. Um, um, Seth Moulton, representative from Massachusetts. Oh, I actually remember his name. Jay Ainsley, Governor of Washington. My girlfriend's going to kill me because she's from Washington State. Sorry, Jenny. <laughs> and hello, Jenny. It's nice to double our listenership. Uh, <laughs> Richard Ayada, who's a West Virginia State Senator. Not Richard Ayoade. <laughs> the best named candidate, um, who I think is also a, a PI in a 
Fox detective series, Mike Gravel, former senator from Alaska, was all, he's 90 years old. So the Wikipedia entry also says he was a 2008 presidential candidate and also a vice presidential candidate nomination pick from 1972. So there's hope for you yet, John. <laughs> Me a youngster. <laughs> At the end of that round then, Oven Ready quiz answers on 12. Meanwhile, stretching even further ahead, you're on mute on 26 and a half. What? Yeah, I don't think, unless you've got a, a load of other rounds like that, I don't think we can even come back. <laughs> oh, there's a few. Well, because numbers round as well. And also, they might get a lot of answers wrong, they get passed over. True, maybe. I was about to say, remember who pays your wages, and then I remembered half of the other team does as well. Can he? <laughs> Uh, we have a, another round like that where you've got got choices to make. Since the 2015 general election, we've had 13 different matchups for PMQs. So seven different Tories, nine different Labour members. How many can you name? Again, I'll give you five minutes. No, no. It needs to be A versus B. Yeah. Hickenlooper. Hickenlooper. He's a scouse now. Hickenlooper versus Biden. Yeah. Harris versus Warren. Gabbard versus Harris. Like, like that. And um, unlike the US example, you get a point for those that the other team doesn't get. So you have an arbitrary deadline, which is when Sarah's finished making her cocoa. <laughs> fair. That, that seems fair. At what stage in cocoa production are you? The microwaving stage. This has got real. <laughs> it's um, serious. oven ready going in the microwave. Hey. That's the oven ready deal. <laughs> oh, it's gone again. It's all gone down. It's all gone dark now, is the news from the microwave. Looks like <laughs> delays at Dover after all. Did anyone see today that Dover had been asked for £33 million for Brexit transition and we've given £33,000 instead? See you later. Right, email answers in. We've sent we've sent all the ones we can think of, and to be honest, looking at them, I think some of them may we may have just made up. <laughs> I think we might have made up some as well. Other than ready quiz answers, do you want to go through your 13 first? Sure. Cameron versus Corbyn. Corbyn versus May. We had that too. Yep. Corbyn versus Johnson. We had that one. Raab versus Starmer. We had that one. Yep. Johnson versus Starmer. We've got that one. Rayner versus Johnson. We've got that one. Raab versus Rayner. We've got that one. Raab versus Rayner, I don't think has happened. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, Cameron versus Watson. That never happened. Gove versus Starmer. That's not a match by the so Gove hasn't oh. been first. Watson versus Gove, both of those are wrong, so that's fine. Miliband versus Johnson. So I don't think Miliband has taken PMQ since 2015. I was going to say, wouldn't he have taken it after he lost, though, at some point? Yeah. I think he stood down immediately, so it would have yeah. been Harmon. He stood, he stood that would have been Harmon. Uh, and the last one we'd got was um, Annalise Dodds versus Johnson, because we thought she might have done it at some point recently. I'm afraid not. Yeah. So the, the ones uh, that we've got that they haven't mentioned was Cameron versus Harmon. Mm-hmm. Osborne against e Angela Eagle? That did happen in December 2015 because David Cameron was in Poland. That was when Angela Eagle was Labour's first Secretary of State and yep. Osborne was Cameron, so that did happen. We've got Liddington against Emily Thornbury. So, yeah, that happens April 2019. John reckons Damien Green against Thornbury. Well, John would be right. That happened twice in 2017. So that ah. happens in July and November 2017. Well done, John. I reckoned Osborne faced off against Hillary Benn at one point. That also happens. when. So that happens in June 2015 when Harmon is absent. 
and therefore Hilary Benn deputised for Harmer. The other one I had was Liddington against Rebecca Long-Bailey. Um, yes, yeah, so that happens in June 2019. When I... So you have five. There is one answer that has not been given by either team. So it's um, Rab v. Abbott. Abbott? Yes, yeah, so John Abbott did PMQs. Did not even realise she'd ever done it. <laughs> to just to rattle through those in full, so you have Cameron against Harbin, uh, Cameron against Corbyn, May against Corbyn, Green against Thornbury, Lillington against Thornbury, Johnson and Corbyn, Rabin Starmer, Osborne, Angela Eagle, Lillington and Long Bailey, Osborne and Ben, Rabin Abbott, Johnson and Starmer, and Johnson and Rayner. And in the end of that round, Oven Ready Brexit deal on, uh, no, sorry, Oven Ready quiz answers. There you go, Pavlov's dog again on 12. And you're on mute on 31 and a half. But it's not over yet, probably. Stop the count. Stop. <laughs> at, this point, we're, we're, at this point, we're Biden. <laughs> we have UK in 2020. You're on mute. Which legislative assembly reconvened in January after a three-year hiatus? Stormont. Was the Northern Ireland Assembly. And I've already quiz answers. A new £20 note was unveiled in February. Apart from the Queen, whose face is on it? Jane Austen. There was a campaign to get Jane Austen on a banknote. I have no idea. I don't even... £5 note. I don't even withdraw money anymore, so... (laughs) None of us have used a £20 note, a new £20 note, because we've not been allowed to pay cash. Darwin was on the old, an old note. I'll give you one more bash. Mark Carney's signature. Turn off for that. Turner, Turner the painter. Yeah, it's JMW Turner. Yeah, is on it. Uh, and Jane Austen is on the ten. Pa- is on the ten pound note, not the twenty. Because she's only a woman, and the gender pay gap. Team, you're on mute. In February, Sajid Javid, or to give him his proper name, the Saj, resigned as Chancellor without delivering a budget. He's only the second Chancellor to not deliver a budget. Who's the other? Oh, oh, oh um, uh, Ian McLeod. Here's Ian McLeod in 1970. He had a very good excuse for not doing that. It's always nice when John gets to relive his early middle age. In June, the UK fiction paperback chart was topped by a woman of colour for the first time. Who was the, half a point for the writer, half a point for the book? Don't read fiction and not like mainstream fiction anyway. Sadie Smith is terrific, but I don't think she's released anything this year that I can think of. Yeah, I bought a lot of books at the beginning of lockdown and I have read significantly fewer of them than I thought I would. Yeah, I've got no idea. I think the book was Girl, Woman, Other and I can't remember the name of the author. I think it was some something like Bernadette was her first name and I cannot remember her surname, but I think it began with E. Um, 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 Bernadine Ever- Everisto? Everisto? Or... Something like that, Bernadine Evaristo. It is Bernadine Evaristo. <laughs> also, that month, the UK bestseller list was topped for the first time by a black British writer. And again, half a point for the writer and half a point for the book. Uh, not clue on this one. I want to say someone like David Olasoga. Just well, first of all, he's brilliant. Let's go with him. It's not. I can offer it. No, don't be silly. I don't have a clue. A bit of a clue. June is when the Black Lives Matters protests were taking off. I mean, everybody appeared to be reading Why I'm Not Talking to White People About Race. That's the book. I've got it downstairs. So you've got half a point. I'll give you a full point if you can think of her name. 
Rennie Edo Lodge. I've been ready quiz answers. A minister wasn't sacked this year. Who was the last cabinet minister to be sacked? Is it going to be something ironic and it's going to be like Pretty Patel? So I'm going to give you a point for that because that is the minister before this one. Uh, this person is a member of the current cabinet. Um, but Pretty Patel was the minister before that person to be sacked. I don't know. Could literally be any of them. Oh, oh, if Williamson. I, yes, because yes, he leaked the defence stuff. Yes. Yeah, so you get two points. You get the point for... Williamson and a bonus point because we're going to ask who was the minister before that. So Gavin Williamson was sacked in May 2019, and Pretty Patel was sacked in 2017. Really, um, that much of a gap between the two of them? Wow. Prime Minister hasn't had enough political capital to sack ministers for that long. You're on mute. In July, the printing of what was ended after 48 years? Oh, um, newspapers. We've given up on all of them. Was not news of the world? That was before them, wasn't it? That yeah. Page three. I can offer it. And as fans of Bill Bailey, you ought to be able to work out what it is. The Ikea catalogue ceased recently. It's the, it's the Argos catalogue, the laminated book of dreams. But why is it laminated, Steve? To catch the, the tears of joy. That's right. I'll give you a bonus point for that. <laughs> you seem to be giving them a lot of bonus points at this point, Corey. I need it, honestly. I think it's just very clear if the legal points are counted, LJ, we've won. So, love and ready quiz answers. In July, the leader of the Scottish Conservatives stepped down. What was his name? His name? Yeah. God, it was. I thought it was Ruth Davidson before this lot. <laughs> Fraser something? I can offer it. Yeah. Like... It was. It was Jackson, Jackson Carlaw. Law. It was Jackson Carr's Law. Yes. I mean, he was only in there from like, I think, January or February. Yeah, it's about six months, I think. Yeah, and then uh, Douglas Ross is the current one. So speaking of famous Scottish men, Sir Sean Connery died this year, but which film did he appear in when he won his Oscar for Best Supporting Actor? Oh, oh um, was it The Untouchables? Was The Untouchables. Final one of this round. Uh, I've already quiz answers. There have been no by-elections in 2020, no parliamentary by-elections. When was the last year in which we had no parliamentary by-elections? Great question. Never. <laughs> no, is, is, is it going to be one of those things where, like, during the 90s when the Tories were in free fall, like, like I had a load of people resign the whip but not their seats? I think it's going to be something daft like 1994. <laughs> and offer it. I think by you saying that, what you mean is no by-elections because there was a general election. I'm going to say 2010 because there was in 2017 and 15. No, that's not what I meant. So what I meant was there was a general election and there was a whopping great big change of seats and therefore there was no need for there to be a by-election the year after oh, that. 98? was 98. Was there a by-election in 2010? I demand a Google and a point okay. next year if I'm correct. Okay, I will check. But if you're wrong, I'm going to give Oven Ready Quiz Answers 20 points. Yeah, well done, LJ. He's just looking for a way to make me lose now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm just looking at a way to make it an actually interesting competition because yeah. that for that that one round just has 2020 not been interesting enough. People you might be right, LJ. Yeah. Well, so the, the answer I had was 98. So 1998 there were no by elections. In 1992 there were no by elections, um, but there was also a general election in that year. This year is the year in which we've had no by elections and no general election. That was not quite the question, though, was it? No, it wasn't. I'm going to give 20 points this half for trolling. So, here we go. <laughs> Rigged. 
So at the end of that round, remarkably, a comeback from other ready quiz answers who are now on 36 and a half points. You're on mute on 38. It's all to play going into the number. <laughs> this is outrageous. This is beyond outrageous, sir. I, oh. So numbers round, you know how the numbers round works, don't you, listeners? So this is the nearest to death or glory we have. February was the wettest February in the UK since records yeah. began in 1962, with an, sorry, an average rainfall of how many millimetres in a month? So average rainfall per day in the month of February. Oh, per day, okay. I've realised I have no concept of rain. We, we guessed 20 centimetres, which would be 200 millimetres, and then we went 200.1 just to be a dick. Not like you. Team of Medi Quiz Answers, what's your answer? 30. So average rainfall was 209.1 millimetres every day in February. So I can give that point to your one mute. I know it was quite a wet February. It was the, hot, it was the wettest ever. Centimetres of rain a day. I need to look up how they measure that. So in second answer also relates to our quite screwed climate. So also in February, an Argentine weather station recorded Antarctica's hottest ever temperature on record. What was it? Did you mean to send that to John, LJ? I did, yeah. That, that would work better if I send it to the right person, wouldn't it? <laughs> Conferring with the, I'm going to have to give uh, other ready quiz answers another point for trying to confer the quiz. That was not... <laughs> this is so rigged. John, stop paying his wages. Other ready quiz answers, what do you think the highest temperature in the Antarctica was this year? A scary, scary 30. And you're on mute. 16.1. So the hottest temperature was 18.3 degrees centigrade. You're on mute. I can give that to you. So next one of the 92 short speeches made by government ministers at daily press conferences during lockdown. How many were made by men? You're on mute. What's your answer? We think 91. We think Pretty Patel did one on balls did up and was taken off it. And all of the others were given by men. I've read your quiz answers. What's your answer? Same. <laughs> Neither of you get point of the, the, the stat I have, which I missed from a, a tweet from Yvette Cooper, is 89. On April the 28th, Britain broke a record. It achieved something it hadn't done since the Industrial Revolution. The UK went without coal-fired power for the longest stretch since 1882. How many hours of uninterrupted coal-free power broke that record? I'm, I'm going to slightly overrule my teammate. Ooh, dangerous. <laughs> We reckoned it was like two months or slightly over, so we've gone with 1,501 because my fuzzy mental maths couldn't work out 24 times two months. Oh, we weren't much more pessimistic. We went like 90 hours. The record was broken on the 18th day, which is 438 hours. So I believe that 90 is closer to 438. <laughs> Did it go on for two months? I don't know. That wasn't the question. The question specifies April the 28th as the day, and that is the 18th day. I bet it would have been right if it was the other team that had given that answer. I couldn't confirm or deny that rumour. Anyway, at the moment, you're on mute from 40 points. I've already Queen's answers on 38 and a half. It's very, very close here. Well, they're on um, 18 and a half, really, aren't they? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we all remember Captain Tom Moore and his fundraising walks. What I want to know is how much money did he raise in total in the end? Ooh. Uh, so you're on mute. We think a bit over 32 million, so 32.1 million. And other ready quiz answers? Oh, we said 4 million. 
So the answer is £32,794,701. Wow. wow. I knew he'd broken £32 million. This was a slightly different money question, this one. How much did... So this you want to get percentage. How much did GDP drop by in the second quarter of 2020, the worst since records began in 1955? Ooh. I just remember the front page of The Guardian having the wiggle that was like the last 200 years and then... I haven't read your quiz answers. What do you think? 18.1 so it dropped by 20.4% so well done I've read the quiz answers within one and a half points give or take but not really how many days did the Labour leadership contest last <sighs> too many <laughs> <laughs> when are we starting this from when, when Jeremy Corbyn officially steps down to when Keir Starmer's officially made the leader officially steps down yeah, so not when he announces he's stepping down, when he officially is stepping down. So basically, it's not from December the 12th. Yeah. When he said when he said he was standing down. Oh, I've just realised I was messaging you, Corey, when I thought I was messaging. Yeah, <laughs> I did that, and you guys got a point out of it. <laughs> do you want a point, LJ? Yes. How many days do you reckon it was? 60, technically. You're on mute. So, Starmer became leader on the 4th of April. I believe Corbyn's official resignation date was the 24th of February, which we believe is 42 days. So, tattooed on you, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) You read your own arm. It's 88 days, is what I've got. So, I've got from the 7th of January to the 4th of April. So, I'm going to give LJ half a point because he correctly said when Keir Starmer became leader. But then the full point goes to oven ready quiz answers. So at the moment it is so oven ready quiz answers on 40 and a half. You are muting 42 and a half. In August, Ed Davey won the Lib Dem leadership contest. How many votes did he receive? Physical votes, as in total votes or yeah. percentage? Total votes. You're on mute. What's your answer? 42,999. Oven ready quiz answers? 28,000. Now, the actual answer is 42,756. Oh. <laughs> um, so at the moment, you're on mute on 43 and a half of ready quiz answers on 14 and a half. So this question could be crucial. There are two questions left, but this one is a two-parter. Jo Jorgensen was a libertarian candidate for US president. And she was the only other candidate on the ballot in all 50 states. So there are two parts of this. I want to know, A, how many votes did she finish with? And B, what percentage of the vote did she get? Ooh, percentage 1% and a million. 1.2% and about 2 million votes. That Joe Jorgensen received 1.18% of the vote and 1,865,620 votes. Pretty close, but I think, I think I'm right in saying that your mute edges both of them. Yeah. Cool. Which means that this one's academic, which is good because it's also the most depressing question on the quiz. <laughs> How many days is it since Boris Johnson announced the easing of lockdown restrictions and said that this would lead to a significant return to normality by Christmas? So that was August 1914, wasn't it? History fans will recall that Boris Johnson has not been Prime Minister for 106 years. It just feels like like it, yeah. People that went to his school have been. (laughs) I've been ready to quiz answers. What do you think? Uh, I said 185. Oh, I think it was about mid-July he said it, so we went 149 because we went one down from 150. So it was on July the 17th. Exactly. So uh, that makes it, I think, 152 days 
So well done, you're on mute. And congratulations, John and LJ, keeping your title as the Not Enough Champagne quizzes, winning hey. 46 and a half to 40 and a half. Yeah, give, give the actual score. Give the yeah. actual score. <laughs> the actual score, I think, is probably around 20 and a half. So it could be 20 and a half to 45 and a half. We, we are filing our lawsuits as we speak. We are in in uh, in talks with the uh, Attorney General of Texas right now. <laughs> Your hair dye's running, Steve. <laughs> I'm quite good. Now that, now that we've been officially declared the winner and the Electoral College has voted, <laughs> I just want to say it's amazing how many points that we can actually get when I don't mention Phil Woolis all the way through the quiz. Oh, oh, oh dear. Oh. That's 10 points. You that can, means... you can... <laughs> he can't take it now. Mitch McConnell's finally conceded that we've won, so it's, it's okay. What John doesn't know is that our next podcast is actually with Brett Kavanagh. So, <laughs> well, that's it for another year, I think. Let's see if I can remember the podcast outro when we're when I'm when I've had the best part of a bottle of wine. Our website is notenoughchampagne.com. Our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash notenoughchampagne. Dave Depper composed our theme tune. James Cram designed our logo. You can follow him on Twitter at James Cram. Our Twitter's at No Champagne Pod. Mine's at Paperback Rioter. Steve. Mine's at Acoustic Radical. Mine's at Councillor John Cotton. I'm at Bridget Jones. I'm at LJD Labour. Happy New Year and happy plotting. Phil Wallace, Phil Wallace, Phil Wallace, Phil Wallace. No. <laughs> <laughs>